Here we go. Welcome to the Herald and Modcast. Reporting live from the dungeon <laughs> in London. Not anymore. With Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I like Dolph Lundgren. He's our special guest. Let's bring him out to everybody, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, I will crush you. Uh, he doesn't talk like that. The guy's like really <clears throat> smart. And he stuff. has like a PhD from MIT. Uh, is that for real? Yeah, it is for real. He got a PhD from somewhere in like chemical engineering. Yeah, he's smart and interesting and and cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a badass. Go Dolph. And he used to date Grace Jones, so that's cool. Did he? Oh yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah, they were together in the you heat. You love Grace Jones. The heat of the eighties. Yes, heat. I was around for that. You were uh, not a, alive. Mm, yeah, I was not alive. <laughs> oh. So we are reporting live from the dungeon with CeeLo Green. Ew, no. Okay, no CeeLo Green. CeeLo Gray. Fifty Shades of CeeLo Gray. It's March Madness, but I could care less. Not too mad about this March. More like March ambivalence. <laughs> I'm I'm mad about that it's St. Patrick's Day this week. That's cool. And we just got back from Ireland, so I'll yeah. be particularly interested in it this year. Oh, you will, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've always celebrated St. Pat's Day, but this year I'm getting my Irish on for sure. Yeah, I'd love to be in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. So the next best thing will be to get blackout drunk on Jameson's whiskeys. Or Guinness. You love Guinness. Shout out Guinness. Shout out Guinness beer and Guinness potato chips and Guinness sausage. Yeah, ever since we got back from the Guinness storehouse, we've been on this kind of like tear of Guinness products. Well, all of a sudden, these Guinness products are popping up everywhere that I'd never seen yeah. before. <laughs> Why? And to be honest, those weren't at the Guinness storehouse. I've never seen Guinness potato chips till like this past week. Right. I was at the grocery store with a couple of my homies, you know, kicking it old school <laughs> as we always do. They're like, yo, let's get some snacks, fool. And I was like, yeah, word up. I'm going to get me a beer. And then next to the Guinness beer were Guinness chips. And I was were like, they sweet. next to it? No, they were at like the front of the store. I'm lying. Dang oh. it, busted. You just busted me. <laughs> Dang, man. I had a really cool story going there for a second. <laughs> well, remember we got we got a couple things in the storehouse store. We got like some cool stuff, but then we also got the Guinness fudge. And I, I'm sorry to say It's gross. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but why not? Because I like those guys. But well, yeah, your fudge sucks. Your fudge is disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's got this like grainy texture to it. That like grainy yeah. when it's not a soft fudge. Right. Kind of bite into it and then it sort of crumbles a yeah, little. Yeah, it was not good. And then the Guinness flavor is there, but should it be? Yeah. Like, fudge. Some, it works into some stuff. Like I like the chips. Yeah. The chocolate's okay. The chocolate's a little weird. It's always too. a little weird. I mean, you have to be kind of a fan of Guinness to sort Real of play fan. along with this stuff. Well, we got we got Guinness sausages. Too. Yeah, that's weird too. That's intense. That's intense. It, I mean, it was actually pretty good. I haven't tried it on its own. I made it into a spaghetti sauce. And, and it, it was, was pretty good. good. It was good. It was really good. But I, you know, it's mixed in with tomato sauce and peppers and uh, mushrooms and right. oregano spices. So I haven't had like just as brat style. I did. And it did was you like pretty it? good. I did like it. Yeah, I think that that the flavor can work, but it's a really distinctive flavor. Yeah. Like I would describe the chips as sort of sour cream and onion without the onion. <laughs> okay. So it's sort of like, but uh... then but sort of like there's sort of like a cream property, but then mixed with like that sort of. Uh, malted flavor that Guinness yeah, has. Yeah, there's definitely that malted. There's like a malted barley flavor. And the mm. coolest thing about it is the look because you know the potato chips like when you get barbecue potato has that like sort of red 
flavoring color. These yeah. ones have like a black flavoring color. Yeah, that was cool. So I just think that looks cool. Yeah. I like them. I, I do like eh, the chips. I didn't like them. You didn't like them. No. I didn't like them at first, I will say. I was sort of like, whatever. And then I kept eating them. Like, no, these are growing on me. I mean, I like chips. Maybe I just like chips. <laughs> I think you just like chips. Maybe I was just stoned in munchies. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Guinness chips. Do they have yeah. Corona chips too? Do they have Budweiser chips now too? <laughs> gross. Yeah, that'd be gross. Well, I mean, it's that I still just cannot say enough if you didn't listen to our Guinness Storehouse tour podcast go on to our soundcloud.com forward slash Harold Modcast shout out Aaron our and tour guy Aaron our tour guide the most knowledgeable beerman of all uh, he was incredible land. we also have a couple videos up on our YouTube channel so you go to our website shout and, out to uh, Connoisseur's Bar where I got to try an extra a Guinness foreign stout which I'd never tried that before that was incredible and I'm not a beer drinker but I have to say I liked what I had on this tour I was just really impressed with the whole experience. And that beer was awesome, but it was also like 7.5% alcohol. And we got there at 9 o'clock, and we got those beers. In the before, morning. In the, in the morning. <laughs> and we got and we got to the Connoisseur's Bar. It was like 10 a.m. Because we didn't we go to the Gravity Bar. You get your, like, pints. Right. So by the time we got up there, it was 11. But so I had started drinking at, like, 10 <laughs> in the morning. You were pretty buzzed, actually. I was ripped, kind of. Yeah. But I was, like, party ripped a little. But if I drank anymore, I would have been a little, like, toasted, like, a little, like, faded. Yeah. Because I had that beer. Is like 7.5% alcohol and we had it luckily we ate something to eat for breakfast before we got there but I was just walking through the thing like oh this is nice and like enjoying it and then we got to the pour the perfect pint yeah that was really fun so we got that pint but then we also had another pint because oh and you had mine because I I don't drink it well I had both of yours and both of mine right and that extra stout that that extra four and so I had like five pints of beer (laughs) (laughs) before noon before before noon noon. remember at one point we like went down on that floor with a bathrooms were and you were doing some kind of like weird song and the like you were like dancing around yeah, I was dancing and, singing down the and stairs. like freaking people out yeah well i have my music on because it's so much fun i love to have my music on when i go when i travel and sightsee because it gives my like life a soundtrack kind of thing so i'm seeing people and i'm seeing sights and i have music going on like going to the book of kelson and having migos and like young thug on it <laughs> and seeing the book at trinity college and listening to the uh, fucking migos it was, it's an interesting experience i find it to be unique and entertaining it just yeah. really pulls everything together for me in my head so i was listening to like some turned up music <laughs> <laughs> at the Guinness storehouse, and I was already pretty drunk. And then we had that Guinness stew. That's the th- that Guinness well, that was pub stew. So good, that was so good. That just works together. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense to have like a stew, pour a pint of Guinness in yeah. there. You know, of that course. makes complete. Well, sense. that Guinness pie too. That Guinness meat pie. We did have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah. I mean, Guinness there's stuff that works, and there's stuff that doesn't like anything. But... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have Guinness chewing gum. Mm, I, I don't like chewing gum anyway. Yeah, you hate gum. I hate it, gum. Well, I'm a fan of the brand, especially after. We heard how much they do for ireland how much for dublin they do philanthropically for just, the whole country it's a really it's different cool than company. like anheuser-busch man they're not like faceless corporate man they're like seven generations of guinness are still well working. anheuser-busch isn't faceless either but the guy you know they have ties back to like nazi the nazis and stuff yeah right? no but i mean faceless corporate like they're not you can't really i don't know if you can point to anything philanthropic that they're constantly doing i don't know i don't want to speak out of turn on that but uh i just feel like these american companies guinness does you know yep and apparently they don't have nazi ties (laughs) nope Nope. well so uh we have a lot to talk about today so let's get to it we're going to talk about first of all it's walking dead season six 
And we got to see the premiere, the mid-season premiere in Ireland. Yeah, we saw it in Ireland. We made it work somehow. I made. It, I missed well, the beginning. Well, thanks to Brian. Thanks to at our Quasnaban Bum bum. Sorry, Brian we'll and Dimpa. We'll call Dimpa, it the Shamrock. The really great B and B in Doolin next we'll to Fitzpatrick's Pub. We loved staying there, but we cannot pronounce it. We'll call it the Shamrock. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they'll like that. Well, yeah, probably not. But but so uh, we got to see it. And we have not been talking about it since we've got back. I thought so. we talked about that episode already. We might have. Yeah, we know, talked a little episode. bit about it. On we a, didn't. One of our episodes earlier. We have not gone through the season thus far. No, there's lots to catch up on. We have to do a sort of recap. There's three episodes left at this point, and a lot has happened. Yes. If uh, you're not caught up, then skip ahead. Skip, skip ahead. ahead. Press pause now. Yeah. Uh, if you are, I mean, one of the things that, uh, you know, obviously it's the, we're waiting for Negan to show up. Yeah. At this point, we're all expecting him. It's been announced. The actor's been announced. They've shown pictures. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Watchmen and uh, other things. P.S. I love you. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I did. That's gay. <laughs> that movie's gay. Shot in Ireland. Wicklow County. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. But he's a really good actor. And I'm still reading the book, and Negan is a much different character than the governor. Like, more horrible? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, uh, the governor in the book was horrible. They made him worse in the show, actually, in a way. More diabolically, uh, like, mentally diabolical. But Negan mm. is a whole another level. Like he has dark. A, he has, like, a concubine of... Or he has, like, a harem of wives that he Ugh. takes from his people... And, you know, the whole, they're called the saviors are all in a point system and they have to earn their meals and like the women can either be on the point system or become one of his wives and then they don't have to do anything. Hmm. And like this one, there's one moment where she cheats on Negan with one of the, one of his wives with her husband, a real husband Mm. or boyfriend and Negan like. It's their their home base is in like an old steel mill or something, and it's surrounded by walkers on pikes and shit. Like in Ooh. that episode of Morgan Clear episode, Clear. and uh, he like takes this iron and they put it in the like steel mill and it heats up and he like sticks it on the guy's face and like melts the whole side of his what? face. Yeah, then he pulls it off and you see like the skin coming off his face. Ew. Yeah, and it's like punishment for cheating. And he's but he's always like, I'm a good guy. Like who wants to play ping pong? And like they're playing ping pong and. Everyone's terrified of him. Wow. Yeah, he's he's way darker. This sounds like Jim Jones. It is a little bit. It with is the, with with the way you were describing all the women and everything. Yeah, I was it, just immediately thinking of the Guiana like compound. Yeah, with Jim Jones. And uh, oh yeah, and the uh, David Koresh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. The Church of what is it called? Christ's Apostles or some Something fucking like thing. That. Some very fucking religious thing. Yeah. But yeah, so Negan's dark, and Negan he jokes and he laughs and he's diabolical, and he, he thinks he has this like, great sense of humor and mm-hmm. he cracks jokes, but at the same time he'll like cut your throat or bash your brains in. And he had the bat; it's called uh, Lucille uh, with the barbed wire. Uh, well, there was an episode that went so. If you know, you know that the folks Rick and the gang have gone to Jesus Kung Fu Jesus's compound and made a deal with them. 
to go kill Negan and the oh, saviors. Oh, we should say, side note, the casting for Kung Fu Jesus was really weird. Yeah. Because if you look, he looks like a road dog. Like, he looks... In the comics. In the comic, He looks like Daryl in the comics, in a sense. Oh. He's, like, older, badass. And then this Kung Fu Jesus, he's got the hair and the beard, but then he looks like a fucking little toy boy he, underneath he it. He looks like he could be in a boy band. Yeah. shaved. Or a fucking Vampire Diaries. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a second. This guy's supposed to be like, he's like a scout. He's like on the road. He looks way too clean. His face is all Super washed. Clean. Yeah. He's all like young looking. Looks like he's soft on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird casting. I, I th- mean, feel like he should have been older at least, even just a little older. Or scruffed up a little bit more. Or scruffed up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he has the beard and the hair, but it looks like he's wearing a piece. Looks yeah. like he's wearing a wig and a fake beard. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Like, yeah it was weird casting. He's not a bad actor or anything. He just doesn't look like the kung fu jesus at all from the books yeah. and the kung fu jesus from the books is badass like he's one of the most beloved fan characters right uh, he's one of my favorite characters that's introduced you know from later well they show this guy kind of kicking ass like kung fuing in an episode when he first meets them he meets daryl and rick um and he takes the truck from them that they had found well he totally like griffs it out of them too yeah which he like tricks funny. them and then gets the keys and the truck is gone and he sets them up. And yeah. then he ends up losing. The truck breaks down and they get him and then he Kung Fu Jesus gives him a taste of that Kung Fu. Yeah, which was cool. I mean, he did it. He looked like he could do it. Was it was believable. Maybe yeah. that's one of the things they wanted to find a guy that like white guy that can wear a beard and had like a background in martial arts. I'm sure yeah. that was a part of it, the casting, I, I guess. But I do have to agree with you because especially if you look at the images – you go online and you look at the episode images and right now there's a lot of pictures of him and he doesn't look like he belongs in the apocalypse. No. Because he's so clean, kind of clean looking. He's and got those like baby blue eyes yeah. and shit. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I guess it's just nitpicking, but not really. You no, the comics, not really. It, he looks like like Mad Max fucking universe. Oh, he does? Kind of. Well, she should. Yeah, he should. And yeah. He's got the beard and the long hair and the cool badass leather jacket, and he can kick ass. This is it's an interesting character. Yeah, it sounds more interesting than the comics. Well, so we they've made a deal with his group, with Gregory, and the what are they called? Yeah, what are those that play? Oh, the hill or something. Hilltop, like that. Or, yeah, the hilltop or something yeah. like that. And Rick, you know, it says we're going to go kill Negan and the Saviors. Little do they know how bad this guy is or how how many. He has in numbers because his, his network is huge. Well, he has safe houses, and they don't even—they haven't even found his actual home base yet. Yeah. on the show, that's something that's brought up in the comic. Is like the home bases, which I suspect we're not going to see till next season. We're going to probably, probably see him, but may- maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But so they go and they take out like their armory, I guess. Yeah, in the show, they are get, get a tip uh, because basically the it, like in the comic book. The, there's three scouts that go back to the hilltop and there's they send Gregory who's the boss of the hilltop a message and the one guy's message is uh, he starts stabbing him mm. he's like I'm gonna kill you because I got my brother they're gonna kill my brother if I don't kill you right. and Rick saves Gregory from being killed by this guy who Gregory trusted and then ki- Rick kills the guy and Rick's basically like okay we can fight this Negan guy because we need food yeah. and like what can we trade with you we, we don't want to give you they didn't want weapons they're like we don't need guns anymore you know we, right. we need ammunition and Rick's like so, well then we'll take our ammunition and guns we'll get rid of Negan and then you guys can give us like half your fucking shit right. or whatever well Maggie makes the deal yeah that's not what Maggie happens Maggie makes the, the deal in the, in, the t- in the show 
And it's it's she's kind of taken on a more in charge role, and she's like pregnant. Prego Na- Maggie is like a hashtag right now, where she's like badass Prego Maggie. Yeah, she's pregnant in the comic too. Okay, at this point, but uh, they also have Sophia still alive. And oh, that's weird. Glenn and Maggie are like her adopted parents. It's oh, weird. that's weird. Yeah, it's weird, right? But Carol's dead. Yeah, in the comics. Yeah. Well, so uh, they do take out that group. But in the midst of it, after they've basically done, there's one guy who's escaping on Daryl's motorcycle, motorcycle, which he obtained somehow. Well, there's we we're missing some key points. What they do is they agree to give Gregory, bring the head of Gregory to the guys to infiltrate the base, remember? Oh, yeah. And so they yeah. go, basically, they get a group of them, they go through the forest, chopping off zombies' heads, looking for <laughs> one that looks like Gregory. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty that was It was pretty, pretty cool, dark. Yeah. It was cool, though. It was funny, it because was they, there was, they, found, they narrowed it down to three heads. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jesus is like, that looks like him, but his nose is not right. So Rick literally picks up the head by the hair and just starts punching that its nose. That was hilarious. And then, and then one guy was like, man, Negan's dark, but golly, you're right there with them well, you know I, mean? well I don't know that's I what mean, the guy says yeah um but yeah so and so they take this head and they to set up the guards that are like watching the armory post because they think negan's there they don't realize right. that that's just one of many safe houses and bases and shit and so they give the head and it, it works and they go up and they fucking slit the one guy's throat and they kill the other guy and then they're in there like freaking stealth like yeah doing their thing like black ops it was cool yeah. it, was it was a really cool scene yeah it was like, remember the episode when they take the prison for the first time? That was kind of the first we're a black ops team moment. Yeah, like special forces. Yeah, where they were reunited and they could do it. And this is sort of like they've gotten to a very advanced level. And here's where I think it's going to be a problem. They really have a lot of confidence in themselves. That's what shows up. Well, that shows up in the comic and you see how it kind of falls back on Rick as the leader. In the comic. In this episode? No. Well, oh. I, no. In well, the comic. I, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, are you r- okay. relating... No, okay. Shut up. Relating to this episode, it, remember, because at the end of it, he basically... Carol and Maggie get captured. Yeah. Because they take the, the they take the base, the armory, every, they kill everybody. It's really a great shootout scene. They talk about how hard it was to shoot because like there's blanks going off in these narrow hallways, yeah. and blanks can still be very dangerous, and it has to be all very carefully choreographed. Right. And it's really tight knit. It's not like an open field action like the prison with the tank. You know, right. it's like enclosed action around corners and breaching walls and shit. So they said it was very difficult to shoot. They shot the scene, and then at the end of that. They kill everybody. They go out, and then yeah, there's this guy who ends up being called Primo, who sort of tries to escape on what is Daryl's motorcycle. Yep. And they fucking I don't know gun butt him off the thing and get him, and they're about to kill him. And then over the radio, they say, "Hey, you with the Colt Python." Yeah, it's a you, woman's voice. Yeah, drop the gun, and she's talking about Rick, and yep. he's like, "What the fuck?" And he picks up the throttle. He's like, "Who is this?" And she's like, "You drop your weapon, and we could talk." Is there a Maggie and a Carol? Does that sound familiar yeah, to you? Something like and that. Like, oh shit! And that's how last week's episode ended. Right. And this week was a really interesting episode. It was all about Maggie and Carol being captured yep. by, I guess, part of the saviors and Alicia Witt. If you guys know her, uh, redhead actress, you who's might been recognize in a lot of stuff. Her. Yeah, I didn't you recognize, recognize her. her. I didn't, but until, you didn't really. No, I, I don't think she's been. She's been a well-known sort of. Character. character feature actress for a while yeah. and uh she plays this woman paula who's 
really deteriorated to the level of no humanity. But the way they do this episode, of survival, yeah, and she's sort of the for appointed boss of like the four of them that capture Maggie and Carol. Yep. So she's sort of in charge of that little group. So she's making the call. She's on the radio. And uh, then there's a, an older woman that's got emphysema smoking, chain smoking. And yep. there's a guy that Carol shoots in the arm and he wants to like kill Carol. Well, that's another thing we should say. Like they, they show in the last week's episode how they got captured. And then they start this one. They do that the rewind thing that they yeah. do. So they show them being captured. And Carol is – Carol, like the last couple episodes, is starting to sort of go Morgan. She's waning a little. Yeah. She's, she's counting up the number of her kills. Well, she's sort of like getting over that like Carol the wolf mother thing. Yep. Where it's like I'm just out here for numbers. Like I'm taking heads and yeah. not taking names. <laughs> right. And it's starting to wear on her. Well, I really think Morgan got to her. He did. I mean, she's really because so she shoots the guy in the arm when she had a clear shot of his head, and Carol, you know, she didn't miss a while ago would never miss, and so or even think twice, it'd be headshot, put him down, yeah. And a lot of the episode, you're sort of confused because she's crying, and you're like, okay, she's doing this because she's playing them. Well, we should say they go to a safe house because Rick's like, give us the give us the girls, and we'll give you your guy. And they're like, no, that's not a trade. And so the woman's like, come on, we're going to go to this safe house. And so they don't make any agreement with Rick. They leave, they go to this safe house, they tape up and tie up Maggie and Carol, mm-hmm. and basically say, like, you know, we'll kill you both, you know, if your partner doesn't get back to us. And then they're right. planning to sabotage Rick, because they call for backup, because the one yep. guy's arm is, like, dying, so he'll turn into a walker. Well, and he wants the primo guy. They agree to keep the primo guy because he apparently can help heal He knows people. medicine, yeah. yeah. And so Carol and Maggie are tied up and Carol starts hyperventilating because she has a, a mouth gag, like a fucking you know, Was that real? Gag. Was that part of the I don't act? think it was real. I think she was acting about just to fucking, because she gets the rosary. Yeah. And then she uses the rosary to trick them into being soft and weak and hopeless but and she's, helpless. she's, part of it is she's getting into the rosary too. Like yeah. there's, a, it's a Part really of it's blurred real. line. It like, is, yeah. Well, that's good writing though, too. Very I good. actually, because we've talked about this a lot of times in the show. They set up, they set up, set up, and then they drag it out and yep. then knock it down in the last episode. So I really thought this was going to be one of those just sort of drag out episodes, mm-hmm. and it kind of was, but it's a lot better than their old drag out episodes where nothing really happens, yeah. and then you're just waiting until what we want to see happens. Yep. But there was a lot in this episode that was did a lot of character development and Absolutely. the. Absolutely. Acting was really good between that the redhead Alicia Witt and Carol and Maggie. Yeah, and there was a lot of really cool action, and it was sort of like Saw the movie with a lot of like it psychological. Was, yeah. like, how are we going to get out of this? How are they? How can we trick them into you know where can we find their weaknesses and in, in their flaws in order to escape these people? But you because and Melissa McBride who plays Carol is such an amazing actress. Yeah, she's awesome, and she really is the star of this episode and. She does such an incredible job confusing you as to whether this is Carol's play How much of an act or she's it? really starting to break down. I think part of it is she's starting to break down and she talks about uh, – they have these moments sort of talking back and forth about each other's backgrounds. Their you know, pasts and stuff. And it's almost like she's her counterpoint in a weird way. It's like she's Carol, the Alicia Witt, Paula character. Is Carol – had Carol not – had she completely lost her humanity? And she's starting to see that. And then Maggie has sort of a counterpart actor. Where she gets dark. Maggie gets like dark. Maggie than goes really her. dark and is very in kind of in charge because she calms Carol down 
when she's hyperventilating. Yeah, Carol just starts hyperventilating. You can't tell strange. if it's an act or not. And she, she never says that that was. But there were moments where you're like, okay, she we know Carol well enough with the cookies and, yeah. the and that that like she's putting on a little. And she's good at the put yeah. on. Like when she when she was first talking to Deanna when they first get to Alexandria, she's like, I just you know I'm a simple housewife, right. and she was all dressed like freaking female Mister Rogers, pretty much. Right. So we've seen her put the act on. So it's not out of the realm of like possibility that this was part of an act but you can tell she's feeling it she was counting up her kills in the bedroom that yeah, one night yeah. and then she says to maggie like 18 and so now it's 20 you know what i mean yeah. like it's starting to wear on her but i think she maybe she's just channeling some of that real pressure into like escaping and surviving yeah because at the end when carol like gets the better of them the girl alicia whip before she dies the redhead is like oh look who though the little poor little bird has got some yeah. fight in her or something and she's like what were you afraid of and i knew exactly what carol was gonna say of like of this of yeah. having to kill you and your friend headshot you know what i mean i don't want to do this anymore but i'm so good at it well and then <sighs> alicia Witt says too if you could do this she says if you could do all this what were you afraid of like she didn't realize until the end that she was playing her yeah, and that she you was know? capable of it. Yeah, and that she was ca- yeah because they, they thought she they was weak. Buy, they think she's weak and she's the crier and she's you know. Well, and the rosary, like, oh, you're one of those. You still believe in God? Yeah, like, you know, like there's many times. And then Carol said, like, please don't smoke. Maggie's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, please yeah. put that cigarette. I think out. she's serious with that shit, though. Yeah, she is because she's very protective of Maggie. And then you know they're kind of in this situation because of Maggie because yeah. she wouldn't fall back like she was supposed to because she's pregnant. Carol yeah. wanted her. To just, one, not be there, and two, to stay on the road. Back, yeah. yeah, hang back. You don't go into the middle. Of it. She's like, no, my Glenn's my husband. But you're right about the pregnancy thing because at the end there was that like freaking Olivia Munn looking like girl that was like, and they start fighting, and the girl s- slices at Maggie's belly. Yeah, and Carol just headshots. Yeah, her. she doesn't even With, think twice. No. Like that was the one moment of like old Carol. Yeah. And then again, the way Alicia Witt dies, that was pretty old Carol too, dude. Because they go head up and they're like. Scr- you know tussling and up against the wall fighting back and right. forth and carol like flips her and like pushes her in, into one of the walkers and so she gets impaled on the stake <laughs> yeah. and then she gets an instant like face bite and like rips oh. her whole cheek off and her neck and yeah. like the so the girl's just instantly eaten by the walker it was one of the most Coolest. intense kills yeah and yeah. then as they're leaving because the backup shows and then again this shows like carol as cal- how calculated carol is yeah. she gets on the walkie talkie and plays the its voice yeah like impersonates it like yeah we're here meet us in the kill room or the kill zone or whatever and so they, they wait and they see and they listen for when they show up and then carol literally does like a freaking lethal weapon lights the cigarette and then flicks it into the room yeah and then they close the door behind him and the whole place goes up in flames and everybody all the saviors like five of them in there they burn Burned alive so it's like how she's it- crying though and you got it like this this should be noted when she gets on the walkie-talkie and she pretends to be the pop character yeah she's crying she's, she's upset. like she's upset and she's clearly affected by what's going on but she can do all these things yeah she's good at it too she's become good at it she's yeah. gained experience enough to become good at this life right and- but she doesn't want to be and maggie seems to have gone over because there's a scene maggie gets taken out and she's in the room with the who you call her that looks olivia like Munchik, olivia Munchik. yeah and olivia she Mun, <laughs> Gross. So they're sort of sitting back, you know, in front of each other, and one of them's telling her they're trying to get. She's trying to get information out of Maggie. And she's telling. She ends up sort of revealing that she had been pregnant, and she had 
been with one of the saviors, all this stuff. She lost the baby. Yeah. And so Maggie and her are having a moment and you don't, but Maggie really seems like she's, I mean, there's, she's ready to fight and she's not going to go down and you can hear it in her voice and well, she it's takes weird, charge. Yeah, Cause there's some, they're having a moment, but at the same time, Maggie's still like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, I'll yeah. still kill this person. Yeah. Uh, even though you lost your dad and you have your daddy on a fucking tattoo on your wrist. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, that's really sad. You know, I'll, I will kill you by the end of this episode if I have to. Well, and you know what was interesting? I was thinking about this. Remember way back the episode where the governor made Maggie take her shirt off? Yeah. It was like and, t- and she was vulnerable. Yeah, mental torture. And. Think about how far she's come, how far that character arc has come, because she, if she, in the same situation, she would have just freaking taken her shirt off and been like, all right, see, all right, you want to see my tits, asshole? Go ahead. Like, she's kind of hardened now, you know? Well, and yeah. she's a protective of her baby and Glenn, but she's not the same. I mean, none of them, none of them are, but this was interesting episode for both Carol and Maggie because it revealed a lot in terms of their character arcs and from when they, and it's one of those things that it's good writing because if you're going to live this long you're not going to be the same no. in this universe and if you are there's no way unless you like were like what's his name uh morgan's like gurus up in the oh that but even guy. him he wasn't the same but he just wasn't like on the road he had his own little lot right you know what i mean but yeah it, it's one of those things that shows that if you survive this long you will not be the same yeah you know no matter what even if you're the same you're the same person you know but you will you will change to survive or you will die so I don't know what's gonna happen with Carol next I mean and she has a nice moment with Daryl at the end of the episode when they come in and they finally they they, they Rick and the gang get there and they're they have already escaped basically and yeah they've and, escaped and then Rick and Glenn and the team get to the safe house in. and they're like oh, like two like like oh. You guys okay? It's yeah, like, yeah, they're happy we to just, see him. We just did it all. We right, thanks everybody. a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys did it all. just in time. We kind of handled it ourselves. But uh, Daryl looks at Carol and says, you you good? And she's like, no. Oh. And they and he hugs her. And it's kind of, it, that was an interesting moment. And there's a, you know, there's a clip for next episode and yeah. the two of them together. It sounds like she's definitely sort of questioning what's going on. And he's not. Daryl's like full wolf right now. Yeah, man. I mean, Daryl's had moments. Like when he couldn't find Sophia and shit like that, you know, he's had his own moments of like doubt and you know. Not right now. He's really like kill zone right now. No, I didn't. I didn't say he did right now. Yeah. Well, so it looks like I don't know. I don't know how they're going to introduce Negan. Yeah, I don't know. They got their work cut out for them. And what's with the whole thing about all the saviors saying we're all Negan? Well, that's what happened at the end because Rick was basically like, "Look, man." To the guy they captured, the, like, fucking nurse or whatever he was. Like, look, dude, all your people are dead. No one's coming to save you. Tell us who's Negan and where he is. He's like, I am Negan. And then Rick's like, that's a shame. And then just, like, headshot, like, kills the guy right there with the fucking gun. That would have been yeah. so loud for everybody. Yeah. And then Carol, but then, again, in that moment, you see Carol's face like, oh. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, she was deeply affected by what Rick did. And I feel like... Three seasons ago, two seasons ago, when Rick 
kicks her out for killing those two people, right. that, that Carol would have not been affected. No. She would, and the Terminus Carol would not have been affected. No. Like, this is, yeah, she's coming around to something. Yeah. And I think Morgan sort of got the ball rolling on that that whole uh, scene with the wolf and her and yep. Merritt Weaver's character. Which was which is interesting. It's interesting. It's going to be, you know, to see where they go with this. Uh, and also, you know, if those... If you haven't read the comics, I mean, the comics, something really dark happens to one of our favorite characters, and who knows if they're going to do it. Right around this time, too. Yeah. So they will do it, I think. They'll do it. You Uh, do? Oh, yeah. Whether they do it at the end of this season or the beginning of next season. I could see it, well, three episodes left. They might not get to it. But they might, actually. They might do that in the last episode. Something bad's going to happen in the last episode. Even Andrew Lincoln said as much. He said, it's the darkest one season finale we've ever had and i'm thinking to myself what they've had a lot of dark episodes but Mm -hmm. if this is the darkest one i can only imagine it's gonna be what happens in the comics well i showed you what happened and it's bad it's so sad and it's uh yeah it's a real loss for the team yeah without giving away too much it's the worst kind of thing that could happen to the the worst person you know the whole thing well, we kind of knew that someone beloved was not going to make it out of this season alive. Yeah, and I mean, that's what happens in the book. I mean, so, and if they're going to keep it true as they have so far, you know, it's, it might happen. I feel like they've done an interesting job of creating their own universe, but really sticking to the comics to a certain degree, but doing it for their world that they've created. Yeah, they do do a lot for their own world. It's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's a really interesting balance because there's certain things that you can't do, I feel like, from directly from a comic. You know what I mean? Yep. So they find a really interesting balance that keeps me wanting to watch, even at times when I feel like it's jumped the shark. Why? You feel like it's jumped the shark? No, but there's a moment sometimes in certain episodes like, uh-oh, where are they going to go with this? In what way? We've sort of seen this before. Yeah. But uh, no, and then this an episode like this comes, and then I'm like, oh, this is great. This yeah, is, this is a great episode. It really was. It was a cool like. Remember they said it was a, the whole set was enclosed, and they shot the whole thing in eight days for the one episode. Like, yeah, it was really like its own little world, little yeah. sort of sub world that they created just for this episode. And like now, and like all the characters that were introduced are dead by the end of the episode. Yeah, which you don't necessarily expect. I thought it could have that could have dragged out, but it didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. They, well, they do that. It's like it's either going to drag out for a few episodes or they're going to end it by the end of the episode. And yep. they're going to move on. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to have to move on to another thing now. That's it. They did it. It's I think all- they're going to go back to Alexandria and do some shit there and then we're probably not going to meet up with I, I I just wonder if Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be introduced in the last episode we'll see I think he will and I not only will he be introduced like I think we're going to get a taste of Negan's power by the end of this season Boo. I really think we're going to see him because the way it's leading up to with all the me- people they're killing of Negan's mm-hmm. they pay for it they do the group yeah. the group pays for this dearly and they don't see it coming no that's the sad thing it's like th- they completely don't see it coming and they really think so does rick think he killed negan because remember the primo guy says i'm negan so he shoots him in the head he doesn't think that i don't think so i don't think rick really thinks that's negan i I mean they called him primo yeah you know and and then the girl said remember uh, 
Alicia, the redhead, and yep. the old lady were like, "Lady, baby, we're all in the Egan." You know what yep, I mean? Yep. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And so the primo guy saying it is just more of the same like weird cult behavior. Yep. Whatever that is. So I don't think Rick thinks that. And even if he did, all it would take is like talking to Maggie and Carol for five minutes to like put the pieces together. Right, right, right. Clearly not Negan. Well, they killed off all the people that knew that Daryl's the one who blew their guys up on the road. Oh, and we find out that Paula's, the redhead's boyfriend was one of the people Daryl blew up. Yeah. Or not Paula's boyfriend. The other girl. Olivia, the one who, was yeah. her finger was cut off because yep. she stole a car. So we get a little insight into Negan and that's what he does. Like he cut her pinky off because yep. she stole a car from the or group. Or gas. She stole gas. Or gas just yep. to drive her car to try to find the body. And then she's like, there was nothing left. He was blown up. And it's like, oh shit, that was Daryl and Abraham. Yeah. So it was an interesting reference to the first episode. Right. Which is, yeah. So we know that they're all connected in some way. But I'm wondering how... Negan's gonna now find out that it's Rick's group that did all this. Oh, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure like they they know they're building a case. Like when Negan finally gets to Rick, he's like, "Rick, really? Yeah, okay. So you're the one causing all this trouble." Uh... Like, and he's like, "It's weird. Negan's always like in a good mood and like always like up and like, what's up? I'm really? gonna fucking kill you." Yeah, it's weird, man. It, he's like a weird character. He's big. He's bigger than Rick. Uh huh. He's taller, but and like he's like he's like some weird like bloodlusted hyena guy. Like, but he's always like calm and casual and comfortable and cracking bad jokes. But he'll fucking smash your face in with a baseball bat with barbed uh, wire. I can totally see why they cast Jeffrey D. Morgan for that part. Then he's perfect for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played the comedian in Watchmen. It's like pretty pretty close character. A little darker, a little yeah. darker. But but Negan, the character is a fucking psychopath. And he's a psychopath with like a messiah complex. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. It's an interesting character and it is it's more morbid. It's more psychologically fucked up than the governor. Like the governor is like a really bad guy, but Negan's fucking dark, man. Like Negan's cool, man. <sighs> Strap on cuz it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's a lot like there's this character Ezekiel that's in the comics that they meet up with and you know, he's a he's like the king a King Ezekiel of another uh, group of people that they meet later in the show. Mm-hmm. So he would have to be introduced eventually to stop Negan. Cause he, oh. yeah, he's like this. Rick doesn't stop Negan. No, I mean, he stops him. Ugh, I'm not going to say what happens, okay. but I mean, as Rick meets up is introduced to Ezekiel by Kung Fu Jesus and they okay. make a deal. And Ezekiel's cool. He's like this giant black guy with like gray dreadlocks and he has a pet tiger named Shiva and he's like the king of this group of people. And he's tiger? Like a, yeah, he's a big pet tiger That's named Shiva. That's interesting because yeah, we haven't seen any animals. So I don't know how if they're going to do that in the show. Yeah. Or if, when they're going to introduce Ezekiel. It'd be a shame not to introduce Ezekiel because they kind of have to because he's part of how they take down Negan. So okay. Unless they just skip that and just use... I don't think they should though because he's an interesting character and it'd be a cool casting to see that character. They haven't announced casting for that but then they don't that far in advance any time. No. Well, remember that the girl who played Paula said she like the audition was for like a bank robbery right, scene. Right, right. It wasn't even for Walking Dead. Yeah, like she they couldn't even give her the actual sides. They said the same thing about the woman who was Rick's girlfriend in ex- Alexandria. She said that when she was interviewed, she said she had no idea what, what it the was part for. was for. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Well. So we'll see what happens. And three we'll more episodes to talk. left. Three more. Three yep. episodes left. 
Very, See what happens. We'll keep you posted. Very sad, but very exciting. Exciting, and yeah. It's a good season. Writer. I like this season. Yeah, I mean, the writing on this season and last season are, with the exception of the first season, the, this is like these two are like the best. The best. And I think it's because of Scott Gimple, who's yeah, the showrunner. Show yeah. I really think, yeah, I, the show, uh, it's cool that it can keep raising the tension and ra- raising the stakes. Yeah. And not bore us or wear us out. Not at all. Nope. All right. So we have a couple films we were going to talk about as well. Uh, two of which we saw at the Dublin International Film Festival. Uh, High Rise, directed by Ben Wheatley, starring Tom Hiddleston, um, Luke Evans, Jeremy Irons, and Sienna Miller. Yeah. Uh, it's based on the J.G. Ballard book. A very odd, strange of takes place in name. the 70s. It's also the book's also called High Rise. Yeah, we should say. Uh, yeah, it's a um, it's more of like it's more of like art commentary than it is a, a, like a narrative story, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's definitely got some really cool visuals, and it's just you know I'm always like I said I didn't really love it, love it, right? But I'm always in support of like anarchy yeah being sort of produced and shared yeah just to make people uncomfortable it does make you uncomfortable makes you uncomfortable a lot (laughs) you know to a point where it's like do i want to sit through this the whole thing of this i don't know i was so hot i was wearing these like fleece lined pants that i bought for ireland because i thought it was gonna be really cold and so i wore them but the theater was really hot and my legs were getting like sweaty and the movie was making me all uncomfortable i was like i need to just like go outside and like cooled down i was hot and bothered literally yeah it's sort of like oh i got to take i had to take my jacket off and my scarf off and my hat off with the pants i can't take my pants right, off right. So i really wanted sweaty. to just like sweaty butt and legs <laughs> oh and gross like, gross movie it's disturbing well, there are some distur- a lot of disturbing things it's visually interesting and also visually disturbing though. yes and you never really understand the cause and effect like there's no it just it's basically about this high rise Tom Hiddleston moves into and it's a giant sort of social hierarchy within the building the yeah. higher up you go is the the richer more the people are yeah it's a very symbolic you know one of it's very it relates to a lot going on today it's it like seems animal farm. futuristic a bit yeah well it's like the 70s idea of the future but then it's not it's really just the 70s right but it seems like the future it seems like they're in the future of the 70s yeah that, or the 70s idea of the future even it, though it's all 70s period clothes and music yeah so it's really hard to nail down the time period I mean, it's not. It's the 70s. It's the 70s, but it, it, it does, does feel. Yeah. In fact, when I saw some of the trailer and then some of the beginning of the film, it felt a little Kubrick-esque to me. It you looked know? Kubrick-esque. And then like, there's a lot of imagery in the shots and stuff. The cinematography is very Kubrick-esque. Yeah. <laughs> Kubrick-esque. 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 And it gets very sort of decadent and gross and yeah uh, there's it's all a lot of kinds debauchery. of emotion yeah de- which the 70s were so and then it really they all hell breaks loose for why? some reason i don't remember we why. don't really find out there's a couple key turning points because people start just getting slowly darker with each other like they get it they're getting a bit more aggressive with each other in the halls and at certain parties people are fighting all of a sudden and doing coke and the one guy jumps to his death 
and kills himself. Right. And then at the same time, the actor that plays Bard in The Hobbit, Luke Evans, Luke Evans drowns one of the rich people's dogs because mm-hmm. there's a sort of public pool and the rich people rent it out for a party. And then there's a they're having like a child's birthday party. And Luke Evans is like, we can't go to the pool. It's like, fuck that. We're like, come on, yeah. kids. We're all going to the pool. and We're going to jump and swim and dance and the rich folks can stuff it. Yeah. You know, and they do that and all the rich people leave. But then at the same time, they're having a good time. But then the dog's still there. It's like some you know Portuguese water dog or some fucking thing. And he grabs a dog and like holds it on the water and drowns the yeah, dog. Yeah, that was upsetting. Un, un, just because he knows it's the, one of the rich ladies' right. dogs. But he wasn't like provoked. It was just like making some fucking psycho statement. Well, he's kind of a psycho. He is because he's a rapist. He ends up raping Sienna Miller. Yeah, because he always wanted to be with her, but he has a wife played by Elizabeth Moss and three kids that he doesn't take after. And he's yeah. supposed to be like a documentary filmmaker, but yeah. he's like out of work. It's very strange. And like Tom Hiddleston's a doctor, a head doctor, and you see but him he works go to at work. A university, doesn't he, or something, a research lab, or yeah, something like that? Something. And- he seemed like, but, and he lives sort of in the middle. Yeah, he's he in the middle. It, he's like in the middle. And you, it's definitely like a class system in the building. The ones at the bottom have the least money and, and they're treated accordingly. And there's like a supermarket floor. And yeah, there's a supermarket. That becomes kind of a key spot for. Well, and Jerry, Jeremy Irons is the architect. So he right. lives on the in the top floor on the penthouse, and on his very top floor, there's like an outdoor gardens and a, and a mm-hmm. horse yeah. and his wife, and they have these weird sex parties, dressed the, in Victorian like in French Louis Revolution, 14th. yeah, yeah. Well, and they do that, and at first it's like normal love, it's like weird, but it just slowly but surely becomes like fucking cannibalistic. Yeah, like they start consuming each other and raping each other right. and killing each other and like chopping each other up and they eat the horse and then they're, then they're living like third world like they run out of food yeah and they run out of stuff it's like you can just leave the yeah but rise. they don't they don't and the cops only show up one time yeah and then they're turned away by jeremy irons when there's literally like a riot going on and they turn into like animals yeah it's really strange it's i mean it's interesting commentary about it's real it's about capitalism and yeah you know how we'll eat each other to get by and yeah. it's a lot like the animal kingdom in that way and the one percenters and yeah. versus the the rest of us and yeah. all of that it's like animal farm you know yeah. it's like a like an x-rated animal farm mm-hmm. and it's it looks cool but don't expect like some cool story with a cool resolution and like don't expect a lot of explanation for things yep just take it as like this is symbolic of things. It's doing the festival circuit right now. It, yeah. it started in Toronto. It's done Dublin. It's doing a. It's it's literally on. It's at, at South by. It's it's at on the festival circuit. It is disturbing. A couple people walked out. They did. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Notice that. You didn't notice that. Maybe I did. I did. Yeah. They're like it was like three quarters of the way through the movie. It's when like. They're at the dinner table and like it's either a baby's crying or it's sort of like David Lynch where it's or like the woman was crying or just like sobbing and sobbing and like oh, wailing that was odd. and crying and wailing and yeah. moaning and like they're just sitting there eating horse meat. Because they had to kill the horse, yeah. and like people, because a couple people were like, okay, let's go. They're like, and there was a couple of moments where I could have walked out. I was just sort of yeah. bored, and I was really hot. I was just yeah. uncomfortable. Because <laughs> then there was a Q and A after, which was fun, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just need to go get some fresh air. I need to take my pants off and run through the chilly air of Dublin. <laughs> But uh, I did. I I didn't love it, but I respect it, yeah. and I appreciate. it. I'm glad that they can still make movies like that. I, I like. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't know if I'd recommend someone to watch it unless they really knew what they were getting themselves into. 
It's like something you want to watch and like and be freaked out. Like, do you want to be freaked out tonight, guys? Because yeah. this is not a casual viewing experience. Well, not even freaked out, but just this is an art house experience. Yeah, you almost need to be seen in a theater at a festival. I don't know that it's something you're going to want to stream on Netflix, frankly, or rent, or even yeah. go to like an AMC theater. No, definitely not. It'd be weird. Yeah. Well, uh, another film we saw at the festival was Hail Caesar. By the Coen Brothers. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of a fluff piece for them. Yeah, it was kind of fluffy and fun. Yeah, takes place in like the 30s, I guess, in mm-hmm. Hollywood, and yeah, old Hollywood. Josh Brolin is like a studio head, and yep. uh, George Clooney's the star of kind of like a, a Spartacus Spartacus type film, and, and he's, he's sort kidnapped. Of like, he's like a stupid actor, yeah, who's just very simple, but he's a good actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he's kidnapped. And, and you know it's all very uh, cryptic. It's not one of their best. It's, no, it's, it's not at kind all. Kind of like you said, it's fluff. It's also Channing Tatum has sort of. A, I mean, although I will say this, one of the most fun numbers is he does this whole tap routine, like an old movie star old tap. Gene routine. Kelly's. And it's style. awesome. He's it's awesome. Incredible, because you know the guy can do stupid like strip tease. I mean, that's good dancing too. But yeah. to be able to really do some like tap dance sequence choreography yeah. and stuff and it's all very physical he's jumping on the bar he's flipping mm-hmm. off the table he's you know the dude's a fucking triple threat yeah like, he is he yeah is. he is and he's a good actor and he's got a good look and you can dance and he's buff and he's sexy <laughs> <laughs> and so I, there were some moments in it uh the story kind of is a little weird it sort of is this group that kidnap him that's it turns out to be communists who are, writers. you know, writers. They're all writers. It's really, and it's like this group of Hollywood writers that yeah, are uh, communists. Against the system. Yeah. And they want, they don't think anyone should have money and they, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, what would you give it? I mean, I really don't think, I, I wouldn't doom it, but I wouldn't give it really more than like a 6.5. I'd give it a 70. Because there's would? fun moments, like the whole moment with Ray Fiennes and the, the. Oh, well, he's great in it. Yeah. He's great in it, and the kid who plays the like cowboy actor, yep. who has like has no acting ability, but is like a great stuntman and a great horse rider. Yeah, and he shooter. was very good. Yeah, there's some cool moments. Josh Brolin's really good, and I got I really like the moments where they do like the narrative, uh, like the narration over Josh Brolin. It's like a mm-hmm. Cagney movie, like an old like Gumshoe movie. Mm-hmm. So they they take a lot of like um, nods to certain points of those old hollywood movies like different styles right I mean, I, scarlett johansson's in it and she's ugh, horrible yeah. horrible terrible but her that sequence is cool because it's like one of those life water aquatic mermaid sequences. oh yeah they did like an esther williams thing yeah they do the overhead shots and, and everything the synchronized and, swimming yeah in the giant tank in a fucking studio somewhere you know it's it's cool it's yeah cool. there's some cool stuff in it there's cool stuff and there's funny moments like remember newman wayne knight's in it yeah and he plays the guy that drugs george clooney yeah and, like that whole moment it's funny but you just leave feeling sort of unfulfilled you do or leave feeling like oh this is like just a movie they wanted to make it could be on netflix right you know it's like oh that they made a cool movie yeah i mean it's fun you know there's some funny moments and you know it's always good acting it's always like very well researched incredible research that goes into everything they do and so yeah i mean i'd gay yeah you're right i'd give it a seven too yeah i'd give it a seven seventy two or whatever but you know i didn't i left being like oh well it's not because they set the bar so high with like Lewin De- Davis and True Grit and Fargo and mm-hmm. and No Country. Like, there's so many like brilliant movies that this is not a brilliant 
no. Coen Brothers experience, but it's a fun Coen Brothers experience. Yeah, that's you know? fair. Yeah, like it's better than Intolerable Cruelty. Yeah, although, aw, Irwin. Well, you Our can't friend just be Irwin. biased. Because... I know, I'm a little biased because Irwin's in it, but yeah. yeah, it's better than that film. It's better than that, but it's it's no Miller's Crossing. Like the difference oh in quality between the, you know... I watched Miller's Crossing again recently. God, that movie's genius. It really is. It's like one of the best movies. It is. One of the best mob movies, one of the best movies. Yep. So good. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough to like grade Hail Caesar next to, you know, Lewin Davis and Miller's Crossing. It's very So strange. we won't, but you should check it out on Netflix once it gets there. Yeah, it's That's a, it's a good say. free watch, I'd say. Yes. Good free watch. 7 on our scale. A uh, couple other quickly go through a couple of streaming Ones that we, uh, one we sort of liked and one we loved. The one we loved, Macbeth, starring Michael Fassbender. Yep. David Thewlis, Marion Cotillard, and... uh, She plays Lady Macbeth, and damn, is she a good actress. She does a good job. She definitely has a French accent. She tries not to. Yeah, I she think tries. she did a pretty good, but she's an amazing actress, and he, He's, why didn't this movie get nominated for Oscars? For anything. It was completely snubbed. Uh, It isn't a bridge telling of Macbeth. Like, it's only two hours long. It's not the full play scene for scene for scene. Right. But, I mean, they make it work in their own right. And the cinematography, and clearly with the budget they had, it's probably one of the coolest movies. Yeah. Looking movies. Like that end scene where he fights Macduff. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And the actor that plays the bad guy in Mission Impossible 5 and the they, last one. The one yeah. that j- just came Rogue Nation. Out, Rogue Nation. And he, he's a good actor, man, because he really it reps that character. Macduff. Yeah. Awesome. And the whole like Scottish Highlands, they really capture it, how dark and cold yeah. and wet it is. And yeah, it's it's awesome. I'd watch it again even. There's a lot of stuff that I kind of want to see again visually. Yeah, it's I mean, it's done in, you know, old Shakespearean tongue, and so I don't know, it's not super you know, mainstream audience friendly, but no. you should see it. It's on it. You can rent it currently on Amazon and it's worth it. Absolutely. I'd give that film like an 8.5 for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'd watch it again. And I, I'm not even like fluent Shakespeare, you know, I yeah. pick up some stuff. I understand what's going on, but I'd watch it again just for the cinematography and the direction and the acting like fast is a fucking g man i know that guy's incredible he should have got he could have got nominated for that yeah why nominate him for steve jobs when he did Macbeth so well i know i don't get it i don't get it either the way that whole thing works but it wasn't even mentioned i haven't heard anything about them and i read some of the reviews and they were like uh i mean like it's okay like i was like what did you watch the same movie it's, it's so... all timing npr it is mostly 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, we also saw uh, a Austrian horror film called Goodnight Mommy. And it's free streaming. You can watch it for free. And it's definitely worth watching for free, but you got to stick with it. And it's really disturbing. Oh, it's so disturbing. Well, it's disturbing on a different level than even American horror movies are because, man, Austrians and like Koreans and Japanese, when they do horror, they can go to places that we don't go to. And mm-hmm. I don't even mean with gore. I just mean with literal like disturbing imagery Mm. and like movie pacing and stuff like they don't follow the same formula for horror that has come to be the american slasher film you know yeah no they don't really they just sort of they have their own 
storytelling ways and it's really like this movie drags out it's basically it's about these twin boys and their mother and their mother comes back from what we think is plastic surgery and so she has like all these bandages on her face and you all you can see is her eyes and she has like the nose cover and the head bandage it's really disturbing she yeah, has two black creepy. eyes but that's how people look usually when they get a facelift or a nose job like they look fucked up well and she had an accident but we don't know that we, we think yeah, it's like plastic surgery or because she's on tv right and we, and we get these little pieces these little pieces of what is going on and uh you know eventually she gets the bandages off but the two boys get thinking that that's not really their mother Mm -hmm. that it's been she's been replaced or swapped out at the hospital because she's being a shit to them she's being really mean she's really being mean and she's being like yeah crude and and really uh like sort of aggressive yeah and you know the kids are starting to like plan an attack on this woman who they think is not a, well, and you feel for them. Yeah, you're supposed to because you're like, God, what the fuck? She's like got these creepy bandages on. Yep, and it's like in the, the, the like the way it's shot, it's really dark and eerie. So it just adds. And to in it. the in this house, that's like this really modern looking house in the middle of the countryside, and it that adds to it too. The decor is super modern and kind of cold, kind of yeah, dry. Yeah, but but beautiful modern furniture and artwork and everything. And yeah, it's awesome. But you feel for them, and it, they, the, it, the film kind of tricks you into thinking she's the evil, bad person who's going to kill them or something. Well, yeah, they, they the kids are like plotting how to like protect themselves from her because they were convinced that this woman is it's either like she's possessed by some sort of spirit or it's some psycho impersonating her mom their mom you know and mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on and there's these weird dream sequences where she's naked in the forest and yeah so you start to think like oh man what are these kids gonna do like right. how are they gonna get out of this and they run away at one point they run into town and uh they try to talk to a priest because they think i think they think that she's possessed or something mm-hmm. but then the, the priest just drives them back yeah to her and the her then you feel the bad for her. you're like oh shit oh no 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 the priest didn't listen like they should have listened to the kids and without get, spoiling anything uh it just gets it gets really disturbing because they tie her down they start torturing her yeah and all i mean of a sudden, it starts to reverse like yeah. they become the bad the yeah the omen character yeah, they, they become, become like, like the damien, devil yeah like these two damien kids and yeah you go from being like what are they gonna do to like oh my god like that's your mother yeah like we think but they don't they want her to admit that it, she's not really their mom. Yeah. So they keep torturing her and tying her to a bed. And she like pisses herself and she's bloody and yeah. beaten. And you're like, oh my god, I'm not on these kids' side anymore. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Well, the way they torture her isn't like anything we would see in, in our America. Films. No, it's so upsetting and disturbing. Even in Saw, where like they take your eyes out with this and like, I'd rather watch that than that than that scene again. Yeah, I don't know why. I agree with you, and I don't know why, but. There's something about the way they do the torture in this. It just like it 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 busts open all the rules of horror and in a way that you're like, "Oh my god." Well, to see like young, young boys, they're like 8 years old, yeah. and then they'll see them like torturing their mom like that and they don't really cut cool. away. And even when they do kids in in horror movies, it's a common device, spooky children. Yeah. But I feel like you haven't really seen a scene like that no in american i had to turn away movie. yeah you did you were gonna you left a couple times i was you did. I, and you said i've never seen you walk out on a film before no and like you came back but you left you're like i can't like it was like torture you were being tortured i was being tortured which is an effective movie yeah. i mean although it's kind of boring at times there's times where like the scenes they don't put, cut 
quick enough. So it's like these long, dragged out shots. And I'm just sort of like, is when is this gonna like? When are they gonna give us something? Yeah, where you don't are we get, going? You don't get anything for a long time, but then by the end, the payoff is so much. You're like, okay, I'm glad I stayed. I'm glad I watched this I to guess the end. I am. It's uh, slow, like a European. It's really of a slow. Film is. It's really slow. I can see people bailing on it before. I mean, but if you stick with it, there is a cool payoff. Well, I wouldn't say it's a cool payoff. I, it was <laughs> worth a payoff. The, it was worth your wait for sure. Yeah, at least there's a payoff. We should say there is a payoff. Yeah, whether you find one. it cool or not, it's a big payoff. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. What would you give it on our Justice and Doom? Later? I don't know. Would you doom it? No, you wouldn't. No, hell no. Well, I, I wouldn't give it more than a six. I'd give it like a seven point five. Oh, hell no, no way. Yeah, I well, would. It's an interesting movie. Well, split decision, I'd give it a 6.5, which gives us a 7 average. No, i give it a 7.5. <laughs> There's no averages. <laughs> uh, it's, so you can see it for free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, for a free currently. watch, you want to be disturbed and scared, watch it. You if know? you like horror films, too. But then it's not traditional hack and slash horror. It's disturbing horror. It's not really yeah. horror. It's, mm. it's, it's hard to call it a horror Psycho movie. Psycho thriller. Psycho thriller, yeah. Yeah psycho crawl like it's really not even a thrill i guess it's thriller but it's just it's yeah just a psycho th- yeah, hitchcock kind of yeah you know well uh we also wanted to introduce a couple new segments we're going to be doing uh separate podcasts we're, we should say we're going to start putting up some new content yeah yeah we're going to do some new stuff because we have things that we do separate from each other that neither of us really give a fuck about the other <laughs> thing. <laughs> so we have like stuff we're going to do separately and we'll be able to put up some new content. And if you like me, you can listen to mine. If you prefer Sarah, oh, you can listen to her. Oh, that's not hers. the way to introduce <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, and then you pick a side. It's no. like Batman versus Superman. So I will be doing a segment which I will be calling Confessions of a Basement Dweller. <laughs> And it's going to be, I have a little hobby, a little side hobby called video games. Not sure if you ever heard of it, but I I play them sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start doing simple reviews, just short, probably like five minute reviews on stuff I'm playing. Uh, You know, it's going to be PS4 stuff, but most of it's Xbox One compatible. And uh, the first one I'm going to be doing is Telltale's newest installment to the Walking Dead series called Michonne. And uh, the first episode's available right now for download. So you can download that. It's a three-part series. Cool. It's going to be lots of fun. We'll take Vicodin and then drink booze and eat Doritos and Mountain Dew and review video games. For the record, I like watching you play them sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I am doing one that's going to be called Mods Nods Across the Pond. Mods Nods UK. I'm going to be reviewing some BBC original content and UK programming, starting off with the BBC miniseries, and then there were none based on the Agatha Christie novel of the same name. And... uh, so stay tuned for that. You know, stuff like Downton Abbey, which is over, but UK programming like Luther and cool stuff like that. And the new Sherlock Holmes when it comes out. Absolutely. You could review that short they did. That- like, oh, the Victorian version? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was great. It was so fun. I really like that. 
Yeah, so stay tuned for both of our review sets. Yeah, you'll be getting some Uncharted 4 when it comes out. I'm excited for that. I'm going to review a lot of bat games that I haven't played because I didn't have a PlayStation 4 <laughs> or I have video games for so long. So I've played all these games that have been out for a while, but you're going to get my personal uh, re- opinion on this stuff. Cool. Yeah. Last of Us. We'll do that. We'll do some cool stuff. I like the um, way Assassin's Creed looked. The new one the, like that you were doing like the oh yeah it's one. not the newest one either it's oh, like, but, it, right. but i don't care either it's the newest ones what is it syndicate it's the one where they're in england remember yeah because they were promoting at comic-con they had that whole like parkour which jungle so gym cool. yeah it's really smart but the one i'm doing is called assassin's creed black flag which is like yeah assassin's creed pirates basically fun which is cool assassin's creed's kind of jive but it's you know it's a good playthrough and the movie's coming out soon michael fassbender dude yep yeah so that'll be fun so that's it for us this week, Maudians. It's another week of time spent with our Maudians. We love you, and we hope we can take you out on a date someday. <laughs> Maybe for bowling. Yeah. Maybe glow-in-the-dark bowling. That sounds like fun. Yep. All right, thanks, jerks. Bring your own shoes. <laughs> See ya. See ya.